I have to say that that music wrecks my head coming into the. <laughs> it, really, it really does. Do you mind, guys? Anyone just behind the balcony? Would you mind moving forward so we get you up here? You guys at the back, if you don't mind moving up, that would be great to have you. Thank you. Just at the back, move forward. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just it's just nicer for our preacher as well tonight. So. He, we can see some faces, you're not so far away. Good evening, everybody. Come on, let's stand and let's remind ourselves we're going to come into the presence of the Lord together and we're going to worship him on our Wednesday night. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. I hope you've been having a great week and uh, I hope that the Lord has been blessing you. And anyone online that's joining us to from McCourt Church and around the world, God bless you tonight. You know, in our hearts tonight, let's really still ourselves wherever you are, uh, whatever you're going through. Whatever your day was like, good and not so good, he's still worthy to be praised. Amen. And what an honor it is for us tonight to gather together in his name. Remind yourself that you're not just alone. We are in the presence of the Lord and we also join in the spirit with tens of millions of people around the world that are worshiping Jesus. Families and friends that might be far from us but love him today in the spirit, we are one with them. Amen. And we thank God for the Holy Spirit that knits our hearts together. Father, we... We pray tonight, Lord, as we come into your presence, Lord God, that our hearts would be, Lord, undone in your presence, Lord, that we would abandon ourselves to worship today, Lord. And Lord, we would consider the goodness of God as we sing. We would consider the love of God as we sing. We would consider, Lord, the provision of heaven upon our lives. Lord, we would consider, Lord Jesus, what you have done and all the good things that you've bestowed upon us. And Lord, we would consider today, Lord, that our sins are forgiven, Lord, that, our, that we stand secure, Lord, in your love, Lord. We consider today, Lord God, that we are not under condemnation, but we are, Lord, under the grace and blood of Christ Jesus. And so we want to tell you tonight, Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord God. We gather tonight, Lord, in faith to worship, Lord. Lord, Lord I don't know who's in, in the house here tonight, Lord, or who may be watching but I pray, Lord, as we worship, Lord, that you would minister to every life, Lord. That, Lord, whatever the circumstances, people might be falling foul to, Lord. Whatever trial, Lord, whatever attack of the enemy, God, that you would grant a victory in Jesus' name, Lord. Oh, we bless you, Father. We thank you for one another, Lord Jesus, Lord. We thank you for Isaac and the worship team tonight, Lord, as they lead us in worship, Lord. We thank you for Patrick as he's prepared a word, Lord, to share, Lord, and to teach us tonight, Lord God. We thank you for those who are looking after the sound, Catherine and those in the in, in the broadcasting rooms tonight and those are on cameras lord we thank you lord we thank you for jess lord and the youth team and the kids team lord meeting tonight lord and looking after our children lord we thank you indeed for what you're doing god and we thank you that tonight lord the gathering of us of your people is on to you lord and we give you all the praise come on all the honor and all the glory before we sing one song tonight remind yourself of what the lord has done for you Come on, remind yourself and begin to shut out other thoughts. Begin to lift up holy hands and begin to worship. Remind yourself of who you are, where you are, amen, and who it is that you're singing to tonight. Remind yourself and put, cast, the Bible says, take every thought captive and bring it into subjection to Jesus, amen. So no matter what trial, no matter how, whatever mountain you're on, whatever valley you're in, he is still your God, amen. He is still worthy to be praised and worshipped. And we love you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we sing praise? Praise is rising. Eyes are turning to you. We turn, we turn to you. Thank you for your hope. Thank you, Jesus. 
from the chains that bind us. Only Jesus. Jesus. Jesus who walks and who walks on the waters, who speaks to the sea, who stands in the Comforts in the night There's a voice That comes the storm That rages Jesus 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 Who walks Who walks On the waters Who speaks to the sea Who stands in the fire Worship Him, church. No other name, no higher name. Jesus, no other name. Jesus, so worthy, Lord. Sing, death could not, death could not hold you. The veil's Silence the voice of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory. Oh, for you are raised to life again. You have no rival, you have no rival, and you have no Worship Him, church. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. 
What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As we continue in worship, we're going to continue in worship. But if you need prayer tonight, beloved, if you're here tonight and you need anointing with oil, you need a miracle, we're going to pray for healing tonight. We're going to pray for your soul if you, if you need to be saved, if, you need, if you're under, under attack from the enemy, we're going to pray for you. So just as we worship the Lord tonight, just feel free to come forward. Myself, Pastor Hamper here, we'll anoint you, we'll pray with you, and we're going to trust God for a miracle for you tonight. Just continue to love him where you are and continue to raise holy hands to him. Worship the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boasts of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again, and you have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever, God, you reign, for yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all. For yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. For yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. Beautiful. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Worship your name. Thank you, Jesus. Worship your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Be exalted, be lifted high in this place, Jesus. Nothing can stand against you in your presence, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. No demon of hell, Lord Jesus. No scheme of man, Lord, can ever pluck me from your hand, Jesus. That's where we rest. In your hands, Jesus, hallelujah. Against 
What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. We sing it one more time. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Your beautiful presence, Jesus. Glory to you. Glory to you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Who walks on the waters? Who speaks to the sea? Who stands in the fire besides me? He roars like a lion, he bled as a lamb, he carries my healing in his hands. Who roars like a lion, he bled as a lamb, healing, he carries my healing in his hands. I just want to encourage you with this this thought and we'll come we'll bring worship to an end uh, for many many years as a Christian I always believed that God wanted to heal other people and God wanted to bless other people and other people were more worthy and there was bigger needs than mine in the house and um, and for many years it just led me to be a good I love the Lord as a Christian but I could never believe for myself you know and never quite believed that God loved me as much as maybe other people. Anyone feel like that? That's sort of everyone's better than me syndrome, you know, and um, everyone else deserves a touch from God but me. And it led me for many years never coming to an altar because I didn't feel quite that, well, there's other people needing a touch from God and let them go and, you know, I'll, I'll struggle through with my anxieties or I'll struggle through with my fears and, you know, this woman's got a sickness and let God touch her, I'll, I'll get by. But I just want to tell you that he is concerned for you, whoever you are. And nothing is insignificant to the Lord. Whatever your struggle is, whatever your battle is, it's not insignificant. Because I've got four sons, and I don't care how small the trauma is, it, it, it concerns their dad. They might want to tell me at times, but it concerns me. Should I know about it, I would be doing everything I can. And your heavenly Father loves you. And nothing is too small. Nothing's too big. Amen. Welcome to Core Church. Now, before you turn around... Uh, before you sit down, why don't you turn around and welcome two, shake two or three hands tonight, amen. Don't just stay in your seat. You can now move. COVID is gone. You can shake a hand and welcome them to church tonight and tell them Jesus loves them and they're in the right place, amen. God bless you.
Uh, some of you taken to extremes. You're shaking at least four hands. I said three hands. <laughs> oh, bless the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Praise the Lord tonight. Amen. What a, what a wonderful Lord. Uh, it's great to see you all tonight in the house of the Lord and to see our Wednesdays beginning to build out again. Uh, we're going to take up our tithes and offerings. So if you do need an envelope tonight for your, for your giving, um, put up the uh, hands good and high. Uh, the Irish word is lava. Put up your lava good and high and, uh, and the ushers are going to serve you. And if you're intending to give to Ukraine as well, just put Ukraine alongside whatever part of your offering is going to Ukraine. Same online. You can do all this online. The QR codes will be up afterwards. It's all on our website. Uh, set up direct debits if you haven't done so and you're giving as a Christian. It's very, very healthy for you to be a regular giver, not just one of these tippers. Don't be a tipper of God. Don't be just tipping him every now and again. The tide belongs to the Lord. Amen. So as I give that out tonight, draw your, I want to draw your attention to the screens for some of our announcements for the week. Jess here. We just have a few announcements for this week. Um, Sunday morning here at Cork Church, we are live at 11 a.m. in person and also online on Facebook and YouTube, and we would love to see you there. Also, we have a midweek service. It's every Wednesday at 7.15 in person, but also live on Facebook and YouTube. Again, we would love to see you there, but there is so much more that happens in the life of the church, so check it out. Hi, church. I'm just here to make an announcement for the Portuguese speakers. Gostaria de convidar você que fala português a participar do nosso culto em português toda quinta-feira, às sete e meia da noite, aqui na igreja. Venham, traga sua família, traga amigos para estar aqui conosco. Esperamos vocês. Hey, young adults, this is a quick announcement for you guys. If you're between the age of 18 and 30-ish, emphasis on the ish, Please come along every Sunday night at 7 p.m. We have young adults here at the church. Get connected with people your own age, fun fellowships, some food. But most importantly, what we're here for as young adults is to connect with the Lord himself. So please come as we grow together in this, guys. See you there 7 p.m. every Sunday. God bless. Hi, it's John and Catherine here from Fecal, just to um, let you know who we are. And to let you know that we're open Wednesday and Thursday, 10.30 to 12.30 by appointment only. If you need food, please do give us a call. Uh, the numbers are on our Facebook page, Feed Cork, and on the website. And we'd certainly be able to help you. And we just want to thank those of you that are supporting us um, financially and in prayer. To keep doing that, we are really grateful. Thanks very much. Hi church, Pastor Stephen here. Men are always to pray not lose heart and here in Cork Church we are not losing heart and uh, we're going to keep coming in seeking God in the place of prayer we have three prayer prayer times in the week on a Monday evening we pray together using zoom and um, you can find the details on the prayer life at Cork Church page and um, then on uh, Thursday we meet at 12 30 p.m. for what we call lunch hour prayer and then on Sunday morning, we meet at 10.30 on the middle floor here in the, the church building. And we pray together before going into the service at 11 a.m. So come join us and we'll see God together. 
This announcement is for all the parents. If you've got a child between the ages of four and 12 years old, we have kids ministries going on all throughout the week. On Wednesdays, we have super kids during the service. On Fridays, we have preteens from half five to seven o'clock. And then on Sunday mornings, we have age specific ministries for four to six, seven to nine and 10 to 12 year olds. So make sure if your child is with you in church to get them registered, signed up uh, and part of our kids ministry. Thanks very much. Hey church, Ronan here. I'm here to give an announcement for the youth. Youth, listen up. If you don't have anywhere to be on a Friday, you need to come to youth on Friday night. We have games, we have snacks, we have a tuck shop, we have worship, and we have a word. And it is so, so, so much fun. And you need to be there. Why not come along, bring a friend? It's the best place to be on a Friday night if you are between the ages of 13 to 18. And also, don't forget to follow us on our socials on Facebook and Instagram to hear what's happening each week. It's at Court Church Youth, and I hope to see all the youth there. See you later, church. And those are all of our announcements for this week. Don't forget to follow us online on Facebook or Instagram, on YouTube. We also have a podcast. Just search Cork Church on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you would like to email us, you can email info at corkchurch.com. And that is all from us. We will see you next week. Amen. I just made the connection. Ronan, I, I made a connection. You've been mentored by Jerry Doyle. Amen. All the movements, praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm just watching there because if some of you are, are watching tonight or you're here, do you know that QR code thing that comes up that box? Um, some of us are kind of thick. We don't really know what that means. If you get your camera on your phone, open up your camera and just point it at that box. It's like a miracle. You just point it at the box with your camera. Open up your camera, you point it at that QR code thing, and then all of a sudden it brings you in. So I, I, I had to say, because I think it's quite miraculous that, well, bad use of the word miraculous anyway. But for those of you who are kind of sitting on QR coding and you're not up to the technology, people like my mom and people of a certain age group, that's what that's all about, okay? Praise the Lord. Um, we do have on, on Friday, of course, we have the Portuguese service tomorrow night here again. So please, 7.30, if you're a Portuguese speaker, uh, even a Spanish speaker, I think this... Uh, people, Hispaniolas uh, come in, and also uh, Irish, and if you want to come out to that service, they'd love to see you there. But Friday, we are doing the Passion of the Christ, and that's worth coming in. I, I saw it many years ago, and actually, in fact, here at Court Church, we um, rented a cinema when it first came out, when it was, he headlines was just hitting the city. We took a cinema over in, over in the Gate Cinema, and we took one of the screens for, a, rented the whole thing out, and gave free tickets to people, and I'll never forget, actually, a couple of the young men. I'd never seen them back in church, but some young guys in the street, random guys, we gave tickets, they came in. And afterwards, I was speaking to them, and they were, like, shaking. They said, we never thought it was that horrific. We never thought it was quite like that, what he went through on the cross. And, you know, we sang tonight, and we're right, we worship tonight. But sometimes we, we do it with, with an indifference to the, the cost of our salvation, you know, the, 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 the dear... Son of God, and I want to encourage you because it's Passion Week. Of course, we want to we want to journey through our, our spiritual reading and come together Friday night. So that's here at seven thirty. There's also some food as well, and they're trying to raise money for Ukraine. And again, if you're wanting to give to Ukraine, you can give it on an ongoing basis online or through your the envelope giving as well. So that's really our announcements. Am I missing anything, Pastor, for announcements? 
That's pretty good. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Uh, Catherine, just before I go, how did Fee Cork go? Shout out to me. Were we doing good today? Good point in Fee Cork as well. Anybody watching, anyone here would like to get involved in some level of Fee Cork, please contact the team there as well. It's just been wonderful to see people coming in and being ministered to as well. So we're going to invite Pastor Patrick up. Put your hands together as he brings us the word of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Pat. We always enjoy when you bring the word. So well done to you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for another opportunity. Hey, church. Ooh, frosty. I should have worn another layer. Hey, church. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Come on, lift your hands in faith. Let's pray for the offering. Lord, we bless your name tonight. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy of honor. All glory goes to you, Jesus. You've been so good to us, Lord, and so we give back out of the abundance out of the overflow, Lord. It's all yours anyway. So with cheerful hearts, hearts full of faith, eyes focused on what you have done for us, we're giving back. And we're praying, Lord, that you would use what we give for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, good evening, church. It's a privilege to be with you again. Uh, today, I want to talk to you um, about the power of mercy. We'll talk to you about the power of mercy. And before I do, I'm going to make a quick public service announcement for anybody who doesn't know. I'm doing the dad thing again on October the 14th. Going to have another kid. <laughs> Having another baby. Just, just reloading. <laughs> all right. So we're doing it again. So please keep us all in prayer. Laura's just gone through. Uh, she just had her... her uh, 12, 13 week scan and all is good, all is well. Now she's watching this, so she may be happy with this announcement. She may not be happy with this announcement. So if this is the last 40 minutes of my life here on earth, I'm glad to spend it with you. It's nice that we can spend it together. Amen. Well, listen, listen, folks, I do want to talk to you about the power of mercy. And what I want to do um, before I move into um, sort of the main text we're going to be looking at tonight in the scriptures I want to read a very familiar passage of scripture, okay? And before I do that, I should probably pray again. So we're ready. We pray with me as well. Pray for me as I pray. Thank you, Lord. God, we just pray, Lord, as we open up the word tonight, Lord, you would do a mighty work by your spirit, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus, that eyes would be opened, that people would see the majesty, the majesty of the cross. They would see the mercy they've received and you would release them. They would be released into a radical life of worship unto you, God. That's what I pray. I pray that the gospel would be clearly heard. Lord, hide me behind the cross. Use me in, in, in spite of me. We ask this in your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Okie dokie. Romans 12, verse 1. Okay. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by... The mercies of God. Folks, if you have a pen or a pencil or a crayon, whatever you've got, unline that. By the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Amen. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable 
and perfect. Okay, so tonight, folks, we are going to talk about the power of mercy. It is Passion Week, okay, this week, but it is Silent Wednesday. So I'm sure some of you are like, well, great, you can just stop talking then. (laughs) Not going to happen. But what I am going to do over the course of tonight, I'm going to examine this idea of the power of mercy, and I'm going to look at an instance in the life of Jesus that happens six days before Passover. We're going to look at the anointing of Jesus by Mary. But before we do, I want to tell you a story. Can I be transparent tonight, church? Can I tell you a deep, dark secret? Okay. Now, a couple of years ago, um, I was driving home from church. I was driving home from church. And yes, yeah, remember I told the story before. I was driving home from church. I had a full car and I was in a foul mood. Okay, do you know, do you ever get into that sort of space in your mind where every little thing you are asked to do by anybody in your life is this massive burden? Do you ever feel that way? Can we stop at the shop on the way home to get milk because you like milk in your coffee or you like milk in your tea? It's like asking for a, for a pound of flesh. You know, it's that sort of attitude. That was my humor. And I was driving to the shop. And as I was driving, I realized I had to make a U-turn and go the other direction, okay? So I'm going to be really honest. I did not pull up at the nearest junction, signal, and then make a legal maneuver. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Instead, I found a cul-de-sac, and I sort of swung my car around the entrance of the cul-de-sac, and, and tried to just sort of make a U-turn. As, oh, I can hear the, the, the judgment in the room right now. <laughs> so I tried to make a U-turn. And to my dismay, a guard on a motorbike was coming up the inside lane, and I almost knocked him off his bike. <laughs> I almost knocked him off his bike. So all that, like, I, I'm tropical, so there is some color on... On, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I got a tan all year round. The collar dropped out of my... I just, I just... It was like my life flashed before my eyes. And so he obviously turns his sirens on. And he pulls up in front of my car that's now... I'm trembling at the wheel. He pulls up, and I kid you not, he doesn't even turn around or get off his bike. He just puts his hand up like that and goes and beckons me over. <sighs> so so I, unbu- I un- unbuckled my seatbelt and I got out of the car and I began to walk towards my, what I thought was my certain death and demise, right? So I'm walking towards this traffic cop and he doesn't even take his helmet off and I'm standing in front of him and my, my knees are knocking and all that could come, I'm praying all the way over, Lord Jesus, just have mercy on me, Lord. I'll never do it again. I won't drive anymore. I'll just catch the bus. I'll just catch the bus. I won't even drive anymore. I will, I will renounce driving if you just give me mercy, Lord. Just grant me mercy. I don't deserve it. I'm guilty, but I need mercy right now. So I walk over to this garden and I look at him and the, the, all that can fall out of my mouth, and listen, for any of you guys, tough guys there, thinking that, you know, in a similar situation, 
you'd sort of rise up and be like, you know, yeah, so what? That's not going to, it wouldn't happen. No. I, I, my voice went up three octaves, right? And the guard, the guard, he just, he just all I can see is his eyes because he doesn't take his helmet off. And all I can say is, I'm very sorry, I won't ever do it again. I'm very sorry. And I'm not kidding you. I could see his eyes. I could see something change in his eyes. Whatever anger, whatever indignation was there, when he saw me in my hapless state, mercy entered his heart. And he looked at me and he just said, just don't do it again. And he let me go. Folks, listen to me, folks. I was, and I'm still trying, I drove here tonight. I walked over to the traffic cop trembling. I left the cop dancing. I was <laughs> danced all the way back to my car. Mercy, the power of mercy, folks. Something touched me. And listen, for the rest of the day, it didn't matter what anybody asked me to do. It didn't matter. There was no burden attached to it. I'd do anything because I knew where I so easily could have been. I could have been in the back of a cell. I could have been fined. I could have injured that guard. I, I didn't deserve mercy, but I got it, and it put a song in my heart and released me into service. I, if, my mother, if my wife asked me to clean the house top to bottom, which I always do, love, and you're not here to argue, I would have done it. I'd have done anything. I would have done anything. That is the power of mercy. That is the power of mercy, the radical transforming power of the mercy that we have all received at the cross. When you see what you deserved and realize that you didn't get what you deserved, it does something to your life. And so tonight, I want to look at a woman um, called Mary. I very narrowly um, call this message, there's something about Mary. But I thought that would be really irreverent. <laughs> so I didn't. Right? Instead, I called it it's the, I call it the power of mercy, brackets, consider the cross. And folks, we are to consider the cross in Passion Week as we move towards the um, uh, Good Friday. And just to echo that invitation for anybody um, available Friday night, you need to come and you need to watch this mo uh, movie. Come and watch The Passion of the Christ. Come and, and be a part of that evening. But anyway... Um, Let's turn now. You can keep your finger, if you want, um, over Romans 12. Um, we'll go back there. But now let's have a look at John chapter 12. Now, the, the anointing of Jesus uh, actually appears in all four Gospels, okay? Uh, it's in Ma Mark 14. It's in Luke chapter 9. It's in John chapter 12. And I can't remember where it is in Matthew. I think Matthew 26. You can shout up if you know. But anyway, I want to set a scene here. Again, like I said, it's six days before Passover. Jesus, in a very short space of time, has healed 10 lepers. He's granted sight to Bartimaeus, and he's risen Lazarus from the dead. And things are reaching a fever pitch in Jerusalem. 
the Sanhedrin, the leading Jews. We read about it in John chapter 11. They conspired to kill him. Caiaphas figured it was better for one man to die rather than the whole nation be brought into punishment or subjugation by the Romans again. They feared, they feared that somehow the Romans would come and take away their position and their power. And so the Bible says in John 11 that Caiaphas prophesied that, it, that Jesus would die for the nation. And so things were at a fever pitch. They were looking for a reason to kill Jesus. The scriptures tell us that he wouldn't move among the Jews or go out in the open anymore at that time. Things were moving. Jesus was knocking on the door of his passion. He was knocking on the door of his passion. And there is an amazing thing that happens in John chapter 12. Jesus, it begins, Jesus is at the house of what most commentators believe is Simon the leper, or formerly the leper. I don't know about you. I don't know many lepers who throw dinner parties, right? And certainly in Jewish culture, it was not, they were, they were anathemas. They were put on the outside of the camp. So this is more than likely somebody that Jesus has healed. And at this party, there's Simon, there's Lazarus, a man that Jesus had just risen from the dead. Martha is there serving. Mary is there. Now, when you read these accounts, um, John, uh, John's account is special in that it gives us the identity of the woman who anoints Jesus. All we hear from Luke is that she is a sinful woman or she's a woman who, uh, who understands that her many sins have been forgiven. But anyway, here, let's pick it up here in John chapter 12. It's an amazing account. Listen, Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointments made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Imagine that. Imagine that. Sometimes we just read the Bible and, and it's two-dimensional. Imagine that. We all know somebody wears too much aftershave. Imagine. Okay, the whole house filled with perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii? And given to the poor. Now, 300 denarii was a year's wage. A denarii was roughly a, a day's wage, okay? Uh, but this was a year's wage because the Jews typically worked six days a week. So you sort of do the addition. It was a, day's, a year's wage, okay? Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? How noble. He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to whatever was put into it. But Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. Other passages say that the people in the house were filled with rage. That's really what it means when you break down the text. 
it was such a deep indignation, their nostrils flared with anger at this gesture that Mary showed to Jesus, this act of worship. You know, when you look at, when you start to really examine the story, it gets even more amazing. I was just telling you that that's 300, that's a year's wage she poured out on the Savior. That's a year's wage, okay? And most women in that day, in, in, in Jewish culture, they couldn't afford that working in the marketplace. So it was probably a family heirloom. It probably was. It was probably, um, it, could, it actually even could have represented the family savings. And so she took it in an alabaster jar. Now that alabaster jar, it was white. I want you to imagine it. There was probably a cost attached to that. And she smashed it, it says. You say she just opened it up like a cup of tea, like a good English woman and poured it out. She smashed it over Jesus, anointed him. Now a pound of nard or spike nard was probably about 16 ounces. So it wasn't a little drizzle like gravy on a Sunday, on a Sunday roast over his feet. She drenched him. She poured it all over him. She anointed him from head to toe. I want you to consider this. One of the most amazing parts, I think, as I, as I studied the story, is that m many commentators believe that actually Simon the leper was Mary, Lazarus, and Martha's father. So this was a celebration. Jesus, this was a celebration of Jesus' power over death and over sickness. There, at the, there in that house was a man that Jesus had healed from leprosy and a man that Jesus had risen from the dead. It was a triumph. It was a celebration of the power of Jesus over, over sin, over death, all of these things. And yet Mary saw something different, folks. While everyone was celebrating Jesus' power, Mary caught a glimpse of his purpose. Not a savior who would come and preside over death, we understand that, but a savior who actually for a time would let death preside over him. A savior who would die. A savior come to die. And as she caught a revelation or a picture or a sight of the true purpose of Jesus's presence, something moved her to go and grab the family heirloom and break it over Jesus. Something released her from two things. It released her from a need to count the cost before she began to worship. And it released her from a concern about the opinions of those around her. She was freed completely from a need to count the cost and from a need to keep up appearances. She was freed into radical living. She was freed into a radical expression of worship. And folks, you and me, we can experience the power of mercy in this way. She was freed in a moment. She saw a savior come to die. The love of the cross captured Mary's mind and freed her into radical action. And folks, we need a view of the cross again. Amen. And look at this. There's a couple of things I want to look at tonight. The first one is the approach. 
Do you know, it was an absolute societal no-no for a woman to interrupt a meal of men. Absolutely not, unless the woman was serving. So the scriptures say that Martha was serving. So Mary was present, but she wasn't necessarily serving. And we know that that was her way because we read in the scriptures elsewhere that while Martha bustled around, Mary chose what Jesus said was a greater thing. She sat at his feet and he said, this thing, this transaction between Mary and I, what is being deposited in her is of eternal value. It won't be taken from her. So Mary chose adoration even in earlier in the scriptures we read it. And so here, Mary approaches boldly, if you like. She approaches the Savior. She's caught sight of who he is, and now she can boldly approach him. Isn't that amazing, folks, how many of us lack that boldness to, to approach Jesus, the throne of mercy and of grace in time of need. Well, the key is here. The secret is here. When we see him as he is, when we consider the cross and the love that was shed abroad for us, the love he has for us, do you know that you're welcome in the presence of God? Do you know that? Do you? One of, one of my favorite quotes is this. There is only one type of person who can wake a king at 3 a.m. for a glass of water. And it's a child. It's a child. Only one person can, can, can wake up the head of state at 3 a.m. for a drink of water. It's a child. And that is what we are. His love has been lavished upon us. And so that's the approach. She saw something in her Savior's heart. She perceived something that allowed her approach without fear of societal repercussions. Wouldn't it be nice? Second one, the nod. The nod that she would pour it out. And do you know, folks, Mary got a picture. Mary saw, perceived just what it cost for her to be anointed of God. I want you to catch what I'm saying here, okay? Amy Carmichael, and we're going to talk about her later on, she said this, when I consider the cross, how can anything I do be called a sacrifice? She saw, Mary saw the price he paid to anoint her life. The price he paid that she would be anointed, that she would know his, his, his acceptance and his power. She poured out the expensive nod at the feet of the one who gave her worth. Another special thing, an amazing thing. She understood the life that was poured out for her. And when you understand what cost was paid for you to redeem you the blood that was shed there is no cost too high it's a response folks a life poured out for God is a response to his life poured out for us it's not an act of will it's not an act of duty it's a response to mercy when you see what he poured out for you 
when you consider the cross of Christ, when you see what he did to buy you, to purchase you. Acts chapter 20, Paul is on a beach talking to the Ephesian elders. And he refers to the church as the church of God that he purchased with his own blood. Peter says we've not been purchased with palsy things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Know your value tonight, church. Hear me. He poured everything out to buy you, to redeem you, to make you his. There, what he did not count the cost when he picked up that cross and allowed himself go through the torture, the abject torture of Calvary. It was to buy us. It wasn't too expensive for the Savior. You need to know that tonight. It wasn't too expensive. Jesus saw the cost and went ahead anyway. And then Mary was able in response, to do the same. It's a response. I hope you can catch that tonight, folks. What's the nard? Look at the hair. Scriptures say that she she poured the nard out on, on her Savior, and the fragrance of her worship filled the house. In Luke, it says that she went and she wept over his feet and wiped them with her tears. What an expression. What a thing to do. In John, she says that she wiped his feet. In in Luke, it's interesting because Jesus actually pushes back on Simon. He says, Simon, you did not offer me water to wash my feet since I've come in here. Yet she's washing my feet with her tears. Isn't it amazing? And as well, I want you to think of this. In, In that time, a woman's hair, for her to let it down in public, was an act of shame. It was, it was an act of embarrassment and humiliation for her to let her hair down like this. So again, she's breaking through a societal barrier because something has, it, something has changed. She's seen something that's transformed her life. She used her hair to wipe Jesus' feet, even though it meant humiliation. It was considered improper for a woman to let her hair down in public. See, she was sought a savior who would suffer open shame and indignity for her, who would lay down his identity and suffer unto death. Folks, a woman's hair was her glory. You need to follow me here. A woman's hair was her glory. And in Jesus, she saw one who put down his glory, put down his identity, put down who he was to cover her, to minister to her, to reach her. Philippians 2.5 says that God was the ver- Jesus was the very representation of God, yet considered it not robbery, but instead stepped down from that position. He did not empty himself of his glory, but stepped down from his exalted position at the right hand of God and became obedient and became a servant unto death. And he did it that we might be covered, not with our own identity, but with his that our life might be hidden with Christ in God. Isn't that amazing? 
Isn't that amazing? Like Boaz, who brought Ruth under his cloak, and she took on his identity. She took on his covering, and she saw Mary saw a savior who did not consider his identity with, uh, as being, a, uh, as, being as, as like God. Um, he didn't see that as robbery, but he put it down for her. And so she, in response, was able to step away from what otherwise was her glory. And she used it to wash his feet, to wash his feet. And listen, you can be, uh, let me just read this to you. A woman's hair was her identity, her beauty, her glory. By letting down her hair, she was identifying with him. She was saying, I will become even more undignified than this. There was a vulnerability that she was allowed to walk in, a humility. She was free from the opinion of others in a moment because of mercy. She was free from societal expectations in a moment because of mercy. Why? Because she had a greater covering. And what did it free her to do? Listen, I want you to, to hear this. I can be vulnerable. You, me, we can be vulnerable in the presence of the one who became vulnerable and put down his glory for me. Hallelujah. I can lay down my identity. I can lay down the need to keep up appearances. I can lay down the things that I take glory in to minister to the least desirable parts of Christ's body as an act of worship. Isn't that amazing? That's what his feet were, the least desirable parts of God's body. Do you know, the, the, we, there is such need within the household of God. Paul says it, he says it in Galatians 6, that we're to do good first to the household of faith. There is such need in the body of Christ. And you know, it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous. It's not glamorous. There's such need. And if we continue to count the cost before wading in to, to respond to need, and if we continue to, 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 to think more about our appearances and the things that are important to us, rather than do what's necessary to cover the least of these, I tell you, there's more. There is a radical life for each and every one of us. And it's as simple as considering mercy. It's as simple as seeing the cross. It's as simple and as profound as looking again at Calvary. I'm looking again at Jesus. I'm looking again at what he did for me. I, I, do you know, there is a freedom that I'm hungry for. I want this. I need this. I don't want to count the cost and I don't want to be more interested in appearances and in societal expectations than I do ministering to the dirtiest parts of the body. I'm telling you. And look, it's a living sacrifice. Romans 12, again, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world that takes rather than gives. That is all about appearances. That mentality, that mentality, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How was your mind renewed? By considering the cross, by mercy, 
What is the first part of that verse? By the mercies of God, present your life as a living sacrifice. That's what Mary did. I see the mercy. I see the cross. I see the sacrifice. There is no cost too high. There is no pit. I don't need to keep up. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting undignified. I'm going to be undignified. I'm going to do what needs to be done because that's what he did for me. I'm going to respond in kind. I'm going to reflect the love of my Savior. The cross, the love of Jesus sets me free to love others. When the cross impacts me, I impact the world. When the cross impacts my heart, I impact the lives of other people. It's not, it's not about will or duty. It's not about Christian, onward Christian soldier. It's a reaction. It's a response. It's worship. I'm worshiping with my life. I'm worshiping. I'm, I got this love inside of me and I need, to, I need to give it to somebody else. I got this love in me that I got from him that I didn't deserve. This lavish love. I need to find somebody to love back. I need a... I, that's what this is. A mind transformed by mercy. No longer hinged to the world's thinking. Taking. What, what do I need? What do I want? What do I have to have before I can love somebody? Appearances. Or if I get down there, what will they think? If I love that person, what, what will they think? I bring that person in, if I put my arms around that person, what will they say? When you are liberated from counting the cost and considering the opinions of others, you are free to worship. Amen? You're free to worship. Now listen, listen to this. I will remember the cross. Say it with me. I will remember the cross. Hallelujah. It's true. I will remember the cross. I will consider the cross. I will go back to the sacrifice, to the price that was paid. Listen to this. It is not the finest wood that feeds the fire of divine love, but the wood of the cross. But the wood of the cross. Where does divine love come from? Where does it come from? It's the wood of the cross. Only in the cross of Christ will we receive power when we are powerless. We will find strength when we are weak. We will experience hope when our situation is hopeless. When we were at our weakest, in the darkest moment of time, when humanity was at its lowest point, he appeared. He appeared. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring us to God. This is the love of God. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. Only in the cross is there peace for our troubled hearts. Mention Amy Carmichael. When I consider the cross of Christ, how can anything that I do be called a sacrifice? Amy Carmichael, who spent 55 years in India, helping, helping young girls who were involved in temple prostitution. She stayed there for 55 years without furlough. Wrote 35 books. An Irish girl from County Down. Listen to what she did. She dressed herself up in Indian clothes, dyed her skin with dark coffee. Talk about appearances. 
and often traveled long distances on India's hot, dusty roads to save just one child from suffering. Do you see the Savior? Do you see the love of the Savior? Do you see the love of the Savior? Do you see Jesus? Look at this. While serving in India, Carmichael received a letter from a young lady who was considering life as a missionary, asking, what is a missionary life like? Carmichael wrote back, missionary life is simply a chance to die. Simply a chance to die. That's the cross. That's the power of the cross. Paul said it. I boast in nothing save the cross of Christ where I've been crucified to the world and the world crucified to me. When the children were asked what drew them to Amy, they most often replied, it was love. It was love. They called her Amma, which is Tamil for mother. Mother Amy loved us. She loved us. She loved us. Carmichael died in India. I'm going to cry. Carmichael died in India in 1951 at the age of 83. She asked that no stone be put over her grave. Instead, the children that she cared for put a bird bath over it with a single inscription, Mother. That's powerful, man. That's powerful, man. I don't need to be remembered. It's the love that flowed through my life. I want that to be remembered. I don't need to be, I don't need my name. In, I don't need to be, I don't need glory. I don't, I don't need it. I just need the love that the Savior put in me to be memorialized. That's what I want over my life when it's done. I was a mother. I was a father. I loved as he loved. That's what I want. I want people to look at my life and say that. He was a father to me. He was a, she was a mother to me. And look at the aftermath. Look at the legacy. India outlawed temple prostitution altogether in 1948. <laughs> However, the ministry she set up continues. Now supporting approximately, approximately 500 people on 400 acres with 60 nurseries and a hospital. Rescued women can leave and join the community or return even for important occasions so the alumni can come back for Christmas. I love it. Lives of surrender, a living sacrifice, an impact for the kingdom. It's a response to mercy. That's all it is. It's not some special, super-powered Christian person, some life that's out of reach. It's just people who have a good vantage point of the cross. The closer you are to the cross, the more love flows through your life. The more you see what was paid, the more flows through your life. I will remember the cross. And there's two ways as I close. There's two ways. The first way is through your imagination. The first way is through your imagination. I'm going to read from Isaiah 53. For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. Go there in your mind, church. Go there in your mind. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and they esteemed him not. 
Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. On Friday, we're going to come into this sanctuary and we're going to watch man's attempt at depicting the suffering our Savior went through on the tree. God made flesh and blood, carrying the sins of the world, making all things new. Go there in your mind. Consider again. Consider. Meditate. Meditate. Consider. The first, that's the first. The second way is in your worship. Remember the cross in your worship. And I'm going to go, I'm going to borrow from the old and from the new here as I close. Was the cross meant for me that my Savior carried? Now I've been made free by the mercy of God. Was the grave meant for me where my sin lay buried? Now I stand redeemed by the mercy of God. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. To the old rugged cross I will ever be true, its shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me some day to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. And I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. Then I'll cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. You may encounter the voice of Judas in your life, but a life poured out in worship is never a waste. It is our reasonable response. It is our rational service. Our lives as an act of worship, not duty, divine imitation. God, through mercy, transforms us our minds so that we are concerned only with his adoration and his glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, church. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Hallelujah. Let's stand and we're just going to pray to the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you tonight, Lord. And God, it's, Lord, it's so true, Father, tonight, Lord, as we begin to be moved by the mercy that you've shown to us, God. Lord, uh, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, so You have not dealt with us according to our sin. You haven't cast us out into the outer darkness, God. You haven't condemned us into an eternal pit, Father. But in your mercy, you, you've come and you have, you've rescued us, God. 
And I pray, Lord, that this love of God will be our motivation, Lord, in everything that we do, Father. Lord, tomorrow, some are doing feed court, others are doing other things, but whatever we do, Lord, we do it for your glory, and we do it because the mercy of God has touched our lives. And I pray, Lord, wherever your people are found, that they'll always be found moving, Lord, from that motivation of receiving the mercy from heaven and that love of God compelling us, Lord, and motivating us, Lord, to be a true reflection, a true representation of your Father. And I just pray for my own life tonight, Lord, that I would, Lord, represent you more accurately, Lord. Lord, 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 to, to, to Lord, not just in word, Lord, but in, in absolute deed, and in my thinking, Lord, and in how I think towards others, in, in the kindness or the lack of kindness I, I, I may have, God, that I pray that, Lord, when I see the cross, God, that that mercy will release in me, Lord, that euphoric sense of wanting to bless others, no matter what the cost is and no matter what people say. And I ask this for all of us, God, and I do thank you, Lord, for this week of remembrance of this week, this Silence Wednesday, Lord, where we are not given anything in the scripture, Lord, but Lord, we know, Lord, you are still preparing. And you set your face like a flint, Lord, regardless of all the unbelief that was beginning to mill around you, regardless of how people were going into reverse gear, regardless, Lord, of the people becoming tepid around you, you set your face like a flint and you endure the cross, Lord. And we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. And we ask you to bless us now tonight, Lord as we leave here, Lord, and that's our tomorrows, Lord. Should they come our way, Lord, you give us the strength, Lord, to be selfless people, Lord, motivated by the mercy that we ourselves have received in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord praise tonight because he deserves it. God bless you all tonight. <laughs> Uh, please stay with some cheese and coffees in the foyer. If you're new here, you're visiting, come up and say hi to us. We'd love to say hello to you. And again, if you need prayer counseling, we can organize times for that for you too. God bless you all.